0: hello 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 and welcome to another episode of work bay with non and obi how you doing work bay
1: i oh i uh i'm doing okay Okay. but the the past week has definitely been a little heavy yeah um yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is fair yeah feel your feelings yeah i but i will say um i feel like i'm in a better space than maybe i thought i would be okay with all all things considered
0: that's one um
1: but it was it was definitely a heavy week yeah Heavy week um how about you
0: um yeah and then i think getting just coming back and like figuring out what my job is again and you know responsibilities
1: oh yeah you for anyone who might have missed <laughs> our previous two episodes you recently took a trip yes right a little yeah. birthday trip a little birthday trip um mm-hmm.
0: and then kind of came back to some really sad news yeah um so yeah it's been it's been it's been weird to kind of manage those feelings and then kind of also being a responsible adult and mm-hmm. taking care of the things that I need to take care Still of. Still adulting. Still adulting. In the midst yes. of it all. In the right? midst of it all. Yeah. Um. So I think we're kind of going to pick up where I'm sure a lot of people are right now with mm. grappling with your feelings around the loss of uh, Kobe Bryant and eight other friends and family members. Yeah. Um, including and- his daughter. Including his daughter, other families um, as well, yeah. And that that horrible, horrible helicopter accident uh, that took place last Sunday.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and I mean, I guess, it, where were you when you find out? When you found out? What were your like initial feelings when you heard the news?
1: I heard the news from my sister. Oh um, wow! Okay the the three of us her uh, myself and my brother we have like a siblings whatsapp group chat solid that was a mouthful we have a group chat (laughs) right Uh, it doesn't matter where it is right um and she had put you know actually i'm gonna pull it up because i i i'm forgetting exactly what she said so Mm -hmm. let me just pull it up real quick um Yeah, so, yeah, that was it. She said, TMZ is saying Kobe just died. Question mark, exclamation points. And then my brother was like, did he? And then my sister said it was a helicopter crash or something. So this was uh, around two last Mm -hmm. week. And I remember reading it. And I was just like, nah. Right. There's no way. Absolutely. Es- especially not. when she named the source. It was like it's TMZ, like
0: they kill people every day.
1: Yeah, you know. I was like, this has to this has to be some kind of like
0: a mistake. Uh, yeah,
1: mistake. They thought he was on the plane. It right. was a plane that he right. owns. Right, right. And, you know, still unfortunate that this happened, a but he wasn't right. on that. There's no right. way. Right. There's no way. Yeah. And so I remember right after I I heard that from her, I j- jumped right onto Twitter because I feel like, especially when it comes to like breaking news, sometimes actually most times, Twitter's faster than TV. Mm-hmm, okay. Like you'll get stuff and and you'll get information, um, you know, faster than you would. Because I remember being annoyed. I was I was watch. I turned. On CNN, nothing, and they were talking about something. They weren't talking about that, right? And I'm like, how is this right. not? So like... that
0: would even kind of confirm your thoughts that like maybe this was exactly wrong
2: Because yeah,
1: if 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 this actually happened, yeah, even ESPN, I was oh, like, okay. maybe CNN is you late. know they they're late. Right. There's I was like, there's no way ESPN is not talking about this. Right. Like, I turned the channel to ESPN, nothing. So I'm like, yeah, just like you said. So I'm like, all right, maybe this isn't true. Right. Because if it was, this would be be breaking news on every channel, like everywhere. And just uh, the rest of that day, I was just, I was glued to the screens, the TV Mm. and my phone. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, here, taking all of it in. yeah. And then in what i didn't even think would be possible like the news got worse oh my hearing God. that like his daughter was on the was on the on the helicopter and there was also other and families and family, you know two parents yeah. and their daughter like i didn't think that the new like the hearing that news could possibly get any worse yeah. and then it did Yeah, and it was just like the, like what is this like yeah. this is it, so unreal. It's like it was like a dream yeah, it mm-hmm. felt surreal i remember it just i was like no this is like even seeing it on the tv I was, no this is just so far outside of the realm of things that i would think
0: could happen
1: could happen yeah. or would happen to someone like him yeah you know what i mm-hmm. mean um yeah it was just, and so just the whole day I, I had plans of going out i was gonna like uh, i've been trying to Get my culture on on Sundays, like hit up a museum or sure. something. Not I just stayed in. Yeah. yeah. Just I was like, yeah, there's no way I could all the plans I had for the day were gone. Right. And I was just kind of processing everything. Um, how about you? How did you get the news or how did you hear about it?
0: Um, so like I said, I that week I had just that was about a week. I got I got back on Wednesday. Um, my, of
1: the of the week prior. The week yeah, prior. yeah, and yeah. like
0: my sleep has been a little off. Yeah, not like crazy jet lag, but just like I've been sleeping
1: mm-hmm.
0: very erratically. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm trying this other thing where at least like on the weekends I don't need to be on social media, so okay. I'm not going taking to taking like be. a break on the yeah, weekends. Yeah, just okay. kind of consciously separating myself from like mm-hmm. all of the other outlets. Mm-hmm. Um. But my mom had told she was telling me something, and were you at home? I was at home. Okay. I was at home. Um, and my mom and I usually go to church. Like there's a local church near us, and okay. but like we both were just not in the mood.
2: Yeah, like we yeah. just
0: were like, it's a, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll stay in. So we were like watching TV. Uh, we were watching movies. Um, and she had asked me something and i was like oh i remember like there was a page i had told her about so i was like well fuck i have to go on ig Mm -hmm. and i remember when i went on there i think it was like baller alert that was like kobe bryant when
1: you open up your instagram like literally the first first thing thing that i saw saw.
0: and i was like this is insanity yeah what what is this yeah and not to say that baller alert is not a credible source but like Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing with you like Okay. Somebody is like a rumor. Somebody's bugging. This is like a horrible April Right? Misunderstandings. Something, yeah. And then I was like, okay, well let me go check other sources. Mm -hmm. And then I saw Mm -hmm. it on like all the, I saw it on TMZ. I saw it on the Shade Room, and I was like, "Okay, well, this is not funny." Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, like what's so going I, on? So I, um, I took off like my Fire Stick, like my Amazon whatever that thing is, and then we put on the regular TV. And again, I was looking for it on the news, and nobody was saying anything. Yeah, yeah
2: And so I was like, "Well,
0: this is weird." Um, and so my mom was like. Googling things and she had heard about the the plane crash. Mm -hmm. And at first, it was like, Oh, it's five people and Kobe. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Well, okay, that. Are we sure this is happening? Like, Mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. Who are these five people? Like, I kind of instantly wanted to know. Yeah, like, what happened? Um, And then I remember. I want to say maybe, like, it was December when the first clips of his daughter, um, well, not the first ones, but that that one clip that I feel like people were running over and over again where they're, like, courtside at a uh, football game. Oh, yeah. It was was at the Nets
1: game. Yeah. And they
0: were, like, he was talking to her, trying to school her, and she, like, Mm -hmm. knew the response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I instantly went back to him. I was like, fuck, he has four yeah, girls, yeah, And I'm, I was a huge daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. My father passed away in a car. I, like he died in an accident. And so it was like, shit, like his family. That's yeah. literally all I thought yeah. about. Yeah. Um, And then just like you, when we found out that his daughter was on the helicopter with him, like every, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that I wasn't devastated when I heard that Kobe Bryant died. I was, it was, it was like an, I'm not a huge basketball fan, mm-hmm. But I'm very aware of who Kobe Bryant is. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, even not being... And it was devastating because I just felt like, you know, this is a young man. He's literally 10 years older than I am. Like, you know, he has... 41 years old. Like, your whole life is... Ahead of you, ahead yeah. of you, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, he had just he'd retired from basketball. Mm-hmm. He won an Academy Award. Like he was doing all of these other things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then when I heard about Gianna, like I that was like I think it 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 undid me. Like yeah. I was very very like viscerally emotionally yeah. um, devastated to thirteen. Yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> I remember what I was doing when I was 13. Yeah. I, You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. knew all the things that I was looking forward to when I was 13. And um, it was just, like, so surreal. And at that, when we found out about his daughter, we didn't know who else was on. Like, okay. we knew other people were on the plane, yeah, but we didn't know who, who they, they were. were yeah. And then you know, like you said, the story just kind of continuously gets worse and worse and you find out that like three of her teammates were on this. So these are three, two other 13 year olds yeah, yeah. who Our are no mates. longer with us. Mm-hmm. Then um, in regards to the um, Alto Bella, uh, excuse me, Altobelli family, mm-hmm. it was the, the mother, mother the, father the father and their daughter. Yeah, and they have two other children who now do not have any parents and yeah, have lost a, a sister. Sibling, yeah. um, and then I believe um, her teammate. Uh, Peyton Chester and her mother, Sarah Chester, were on there. So now a mother. And it's just like all of these families who are, like, they're no longer whole. And to think, I mean, I think the all of this is devastating, but the Alto Belli family, like your mother and your father are
1: gone. And your sister. And
0: your sister. But like, you would think, you would hope at least like one, like what do you do now?
2: Yeah. You
0: know, like I remember, and I know we're going to kind of get into this when we talk further about what loss kind of has impacted our lives, Mm -hmm. but like having to think about organizing.
1: How do you even start? You don't. How? 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 You know,
0: and it's just like, I I, I I pray every day for these families and and I could not um, imagine and along with the the names that we've already addressed, um, Ara Zobanian, I mm-hmm. believe that, that was, was the, the pilot. pilot. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of the coaches, Christina Moister, mm-hmm. um, were also lost in that helicopter crash. And I mean, it was kind of eerie that like at first it was like five people and then how do we jump to like these other nine, yeah. the, like this whole, you know, like another five people or four people have are also included in the lost. And um, it was, it was annoying kind of the way that information was coming in because it just felt like people were trying to, you know, be the first to break the news and nobody was being very, um, respectful in like mm-hmm. the fact that these are these are real people, these yeah. are real families who are affected by this car crash. And like, let's do our due helicopter. diligence excuse me, helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um let's do our due diligence to kind of like get things right before we just, you know, broadcast it. But, but yeah, like um, so,
1: there was a rumor that Rick Fox yeah, was on and the then, one I think, of his old teammates. I think
0: one of his um
1: his, daughter, his daughters came out yeah. and was like, My father is not dead. He yeah. was not a part of this. his daughter, um I believe that's uh she has a I think it's line babe. I think oh, I that's, his oh, really? yeah, that's his daughter. with Oh, really?
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: that's his daughter.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I love that band. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. That was her. Okay. Um,
1: and and just like you've been saying, I, I again, that, I think that's what made it. That's what made it so and almost made it uh like unfathomable. That's the word. I, the only word I can think of. Just how that news could find a way to get worse. Yeah, it was just, and that's what it was for me. It was hearing, the way, especially the way. Um, you just you know talked about all of the relationships and mm-hmm. people on there. When you when you like sit down and really take that in, it's like wh- what you know it, it, it didn't it didn't make any sense. None. It's like why why did this happen? Yeah. Like, this it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around that kind of tragedy. You for know, sure, for and my families mom... to be shattered like that
0: in in an instant. In an instant,
1: yeah. Like I yeah. think it
0: was like a twenty five minute helicopter ride. Yeah. between where like they short hop. Yeah. where they were going and I remember um, that day my mom just kept saying like why were they taking a helicopter why were they taking mm-hmm. a helicopter and I was like I mean and there were like clips that had come out of Kobe talking about you know kind of beating traffic and optimizing time with his family and like it was just easier for him oh, to yeah. travel that yeah. way for
1: anyone who doesn't know that about him that's how he gets away. he was famous yeah. for that that's I didn't, how he got I, around
0: like I, until this incident I had no idea yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit up here and pretend that like Everything that Kobe Bryant ever said, I was like tuned into. Like I, I, am yeah. not. I w- he wasn't a life that I was following. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, just as a human being and a father, and a, you know, somebody who's impacted so many men that I know. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I understand his his relevance, but it was kind of just like, you know, something that was so mundane to you, like getting into a car or taking the bus yeah. or the train. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure they didn't think anything of it. No. You know, to hop on this helicopter no. to go to this basket basketball game um it's just it's wild it kind of it makes everything a little bit more real like you take Mm -hmm. your time to to think about each step that you're taking because like you you know you know no day is promised we can go at any moment but I agree with you like this was not supposed to happen
2: like and it feels
0: ridiculous to say that but like I I really feel like no this wasn't you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. this is these are not these are not the things that should happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah, and I think, you know, for me, it, it hurt obviously just because that's you know like we've been mentioning it's a tragedy in a in of itself. Absolutely, I think what made me feel or made it feel so much closer to home for me is I'm a huge basketball fan. Yeah, I've been watching basketball. Since I was probably like 10, 11. Oh, wow. okay. So we're talking like 99, you know? So, like, I've, I've, a lot of these, a lot of these basketball players, especially now as I've gone older, I've seen the full span of some mm-hmm. of these players' mm-hmm. careers. Mm-hmm. You know, like Colby, 20 years, I've, I watched maybe not all 20, but a good 17 mm-hmm. of them. So it's like someone who, you have so many memories of, and there's so many memories I have of watching Lakers games and some of the the some of the battles they had, you know, like in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Like I remember all of that, yeah. and the, and the, and those are such like formative memories for me, for sure. and, and and like my love for basketball. I and and. I hated Kobe. The player (laughs) hated Kobe. He was my least favorite player. Not even close. I hated Kobe. I hated the Lakers. My brother was a huge Lakers fan. And I was always... I always loved rooting for, like, the underdog. Sure. So... So the Lakers at the, around the time when I started watching basketball were, you know, the yeah like, no, team and and, yeah, yeah. and you know Kobe especially at that age young a younger Kobe super cocky super I, I just yeah. I hated Kobe yeah. couldn't stand him and and even then this still was something that hit me really hard because that's just on the basketball court sure the Kobe the the man and 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 kind of just. Especially when you hear about his work ethic. Yes. It's hard. I can't hate on someone no. who has that much respect. For their craft, right? Like it's hard to hate on someone who's, you know, yeah. But but the player hated
2: him.
0: It's so funny. Like again, I'm not I'm not a huge basketball. I like I I admire the fact that you were following this since you were 10 years old. Yeah. But I don't I don't I don't think I realized how polarizing he was until oh yeah. Because everyone says that you know like we're devastated that he's gone, but how much they hated yeah. Like they love to root against him and that whole kind of thing. So it's so interesting that yes you were. same way.
1: Yeah, so I think I I think like a lot of people, you know, th- there were some complicated feelings, and you know, we, we obviously can't talk about um, his career or his life without mentioning, you know, the sexual assault sure. uh, charge and case in Colorado in in o three, and you know, and that's a part of his story. Yeah, and and you know, and I I, I think I saw on, on the island that we we'll, we'll, we might like talk about that as well, but I think. I think w- seeing how th- people have been kind of dealing with his death, I think has been telling for me because it kind of reaffirmed a truth that I've always known, just that it's- people's lives are not always very clean. Sure. You know? the- the- sure. Life is a-, is a messy affair. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, and n- n- no matter what your stature, your status is, you Know you will have your shortcomings or mm-hmm. you'll have your mistakes. I think a lot of times when we idolize, you know, celebrities, uh, we kind of think that they're above the fray sure. of just day to day humanity or day to day, you know, things that um people struggle with absolutely. And but he wasn't immune to that because mm-hmm. you know, he's human just like everybody, like everybody else. else, yeah. Um So yeah, I think that that, that's a good way to, that's the best word I think for for some people it's been been a complicated process of like kind of replaying and thinking about his life. And and I think that's one reason, this is just a random tangent, I was thinking about this on the way here, Um, why I've always, I think I've been drawn to, uh, I loved Greek mythology Mm -hmm. or just mythology as a kid. Like like reading about Zeus and reading about Hercules, all you know, Aphrodite, Venus, and I think one thing that always drew me to them was they were they weren't perfect. Mm -hmm. They had they you know they had things that made them human, right? And I think that's what always was a little hard for me when it came to church or religion, like thinking about like God or Jesus of, of this. perfect Perfect person that just makes Mm -hmm. no mistakes Mm -hmm. like i get it but that doesn't that's not as relatable to me as like as a kid and i think that's why i kind of or maybe one of the reasons why i I dove into it besides they were really cool stories too but i think that's one thing that always stuck with me is just how in fact like they all were all of them had something that was their you know literally that's where the the term comes from the achilles heel like Mm -hmm. they they all had something like that um yeah i and that's why I'm, that's why i said that earlier i think that just reaffirmed that truth for me is that like when it comes to talking about people's legacy um there a lot of us or almost all, everyone is is going to have a chapter or something that happened in right. you know that might not be in the best light um i'm curious for you because I, I i i i know that your father did pass and and Hearing you mention it now reminded me that it was a car accident. Mm-hmm. So I imagine for you and and people who might be in your position who have lost very close ones or immediate family mm-hmm. in something um, abrupt and tragic as like you know an accident like that, how did that bring up any old emotions yeah. for you? Um, I imagine so. Like, do you mind sharing a little sure. bit? Sure.
0: Um, it's uh, how do I do this? Um,
1: Whatever you're comfortable sharing, yeah, of course, yeah. don't feel, no. don't feel, like, um, it, obligated. It kind
0: of, it was, like, I think that was what was, like, really fucking with me. Um, And, like, you know, once the news came out and we knew, indeed, you know, all of these people had unfortunately perished and, um, and then, like, it was, like, on every news channel, Every post, like everybody was, you know, sending something, posting something to remember him or no more news was coming out about, you know, there was no black box. And then and this is what happened. And, you know, like the instances of like how the accident happened and it was on the news and then people from his high school that he like it was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was like, you know, like she wanted to watch all of it to get as much information. But it was like really hard for me to. Digest all of that,
2: yeah,
0: um, and eventually, I was just like, I don't want to watch this anymore, mm-hmm. like I don't want to watch it anymore, I don't mm-hmm. want to see any of this, and like I think outside of like having to post things for you know the podcast or my other work, like I really wasn't on social because I knew that like at least for I mean maybe the first month or two, we're gonna continue to remember him, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. It was just really hard for me to mm-hmm. think about um. The loss of a father and like his three daughters who are still there having to grapple with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, um, and
1: especially just, uh, his youngest is, I think, like six or seven yeah. months old. She'll, she'll never, you know, get to, to even know him. Yeah. In, in that way, you know?
0: So, um, yeah, like it, it definitely brought back a lot of, uh, uh, feelings about when my father passed away, and like also, mm. um, like how I got the information about, like I I thought about how my brother told me about my like the passing of my. Oh,
1: dad. is that is that yeah. was that the first person to tell you? Yeah. Okay. And
0: so it's just like. You know, then we found out, I think there was like some mention of like TMZ broke it before the police were able to tell the families. Mm -hmm. And like, I just thought that that was like so gross, Mm -hmm. like so disgusting for you in order to kind of just sell this story, um, ridding the family of like the opportunity to kind of. Like, could you imagine if, because I think his oldest daughter is like 17, so she definitely has yeah, an she's IG, older, yeah. and, you know, you're it's Sunday, your you're dad and your brother in. just left to yeah. go play, yeah. you know, in some game, and you're chilling with your friends, or you're in your room, and you're scrolling, and then you see this horrible thing
2: yeah. about
0: your family. Yeah. Like, so completely insensitive, and I don't, I don't know, I mean, I, I feel like I heard it, like, I think the, I don't know what uh, police department, but they had mentioned, like, you know, uh, something about how they weren't able to notify the family because but, but TMZ and all these other kind mm-hmm. of blogs share that information and I I remember like I said it, it kind of reminded me of the way that my brother told me and I just felt so uh, comforted in the fact that like I was able to hear that from people who love me yes, and not from somebody who was trying to sell a story
2: yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. and so
0: like um, yeah it, it really did bring me back to my dad's passing and then like like I was saying before about the Alto Belly family, like these two, this brother and sister no longer have their parents and their sister. And I remember how fortunate I was for like my mom to support me when my dad passed away and like mm-hmm. dealing with like, you know, arrangements and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I was 24 when my dad Yeah, I was about to died. ask, okay. So I wasn't a kid, yeah, but I was so broken <laughs> yeah. by... His accident that like I couldn't I don't you know like I remember I had to speak at his funeral and I couldn't do like I had written you know something not um not a eulogy no this was in Ghana okay yeah um, because my father had moved to Ghana in two thousand and seven so the accident happened on yeah, okay. um, and so it's just like you know, like even though, and because I think um the son in the alto belly family is he's older okay um, so like you also feel like a sense of responsibility to do some to honor your parents and your family for sure. yeah. um and to be responsible for, you know, whatever that but like I couldn't imagine having to do that by myself and like to know yeah. that you know these this brother and sister they're all that they have of their family that,
2: that's it yeah you know of their so, immediate family of their I mean, immediate yeah, family of yeah. course
0: but yes yeah, so like all of those kind of it kind of just brought me back to 2012 and um thinking about what these families are going through um And I, I wouldn't have. You wouldn't wish any of this on anybody. But
2: it's,
0: it's a a reality, and it's. I mean, I I think, I. It was a blessing and a curse the way that I was raised with like dealing with loss and death because I knew it was a thing that happened. But I think. um,
1: Had you lost anyone close, like very close to you, before your father at
0: twenty four? Like of course A my grandparents, grandparents. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My I think my grandfather passed away in ninety five. Okay. Um. So I was I was pretty young. I was about like seven or eight.
1: Yeah. Um, do and- you, Do you have any memory of of how that felt? No, or like no, okay. no, okay, no.
0: I remember. I I have a I have a memory of my grandfather. I don't. I don't feel like I met him often. Okay. My um my maternal grandfather, and unfortunately, my paternal grandfather and paternal grandmother were both. No, my paternal grandfather had Mm -hmm. passed before I was born. And then my paternal grandmother, I think when I was like maybe two or three, she passed away. So I was really, really small. Um, I remember meeting my maternal grandfather once. And I had a really good relationship with my maternal grandmother. And she passed away, I want to say in like 2010. Okay. Um so 2 years before my grand uh, before my father, before excuse father. me. Okay. Um and even when she passed away, like we knew that she was sick for a really long time. Um and so not that it like we were prepared, but it definitely wasn't as jarring as
1: Yeah, as sudden.
0: Right. Yeah. as as my father's passing and um I didn't because I was in school when she passed away. I didn't I wasn't fortunate enough to go to Ghana and kind of as, participate in the funeral. Yeah. Um and that Excuse me. That was like kind of typical with a lot of the family members that I lost. Like Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if this is something that is like cultural for Ghanaians, but well, funerals are a huge deal. Like in, it's, in Ghana, yeah, or like, yeah. I mean, even in the states, when we when we sell oh, okay. when we okay. mourn somebody, there's a lot of like ritualistic things that happen. So, like, you have the one week. Where, and
1: is it this is a cultural thing? Yeah. Right? It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. So, what happens in the you know? so
0: the one week? Like, so one week after the person has passed, mm-hmm. you typically go to the home and visit like the immediate family. Okay. Um, and then, um, for whatever reason. Like they, you know how a lot of, a lot of, uh, cultures, you, you bury your person within like a week, maybe a month max,
1: mm-hmm. right? Like you, yeah. t- you
0: people don't typically
1: and wait. And some, some cultures. That, like the next I day, think are, yeah, within 24 I think, like, hours. I think I uh, Muslim, Muslim people, you faith. have to, yeah, I believe you so. have to it's
0: uh, very quick. bury your person very quickly mm-hmm. for whatever reasoning on it. It's like, if you delay the funeral it mm. shows like how devastated you are that the okay. person has passed okay so like, it can you're go so like overwhelmed a few weeks i know no months
1: so where what are they yes
0: they're sta- they are stayed in the,
1: uh, the i don't the know where yeah yeah oh and just don't have the funeral and you just
0: don't have the funeral
1: interesting okay. like i remember
0: <laughs> when my mom was telling me she was there was like this this man i think his mother passed away and to prove out how like she, he didn't bury her for like four years.
1: Wow. Like, okay. yeah.
0: I don't. Okay. I don't mean. I don't. This is. These are just the things that I. No, I understand. Yeah. So okay. then you have. So I mean, we. My My father passed away March sixteenth, uh, and then I think we buried him like late April. Okay. Um, and so you have that, and it's like a few days of mourning mm-hmm. um, and then you bury them and then you have a one year where you go back okay. and kind of do another celebration okay. of their life. Okay, um, And then, you know, if you, depending on your funds and, you know, accessibility, five, 10, 20, 25 years, you'll do a celebration. Do okay. um, yeah. So, I mean, when I was younger, I didn't really have to participate with a lot of those things because funerals at least, even well, funerals in, in this when you're in funerals in the States are typically throughout the night. So they'll start maybe at 10 o'clock and it'll go to like four mm-hmm. in the morning. Okay. My mom was not gonna just have me out in this sh- like with yeah, her, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. So I really never had to participate with things like that. And then um, I remember other celebrities passing away when I was, like, when I was younger, but, like, again, it wasn't something that really affected me personally, mm-hmm. um, until Aaliyah died. That was, like, the first celebrity or, you know, well, celebrity or somebody that I felt like some personal connection to them.
1: Okay. Um, I th- I, and I was thinking about that. Sorry to cut you off. Because mm-hmm. this thought came up, like, early this week. Because, you know, obviously whenever celebrities pass, you'll hear some of, like, yeah. the big names. Mm-hmm. Who will also pass. I think for me, I think it was Biggie. Oh, really? is the first celebrity death that I remember, like, on the news. Not that I had any personal, like... Attachment or right. Like, right, right but right. I think I, that was the first celebrity death that I remember like, being a moment in the culture.
0: And even with that, like...
1: And that, I think that was 97 90- or 96. Oh, no. Because I don't I remember think, Pac. I think Pop that I don't remember at died all. Died first. He I think did. that was
0: 96. Okay. And then Biggie was nine. Yeah, I'm, I have again, no
1: recollection of Pac, but Biggie, I remember. Um, and I'll get, I'm,
0: I'm, of course I knew these things had happened, but like mm-hmm. hip hop wasn't something that was like very part of my life growing yeah, up. Not like my yet
1: for me. Parents anyhow. didn't allow me to listen yeah. to those kinds yeah, yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, I knew of those people because of school, but mm-hmm. like I, I, by the time they had passed away, I probably couldn't tell you one yeah. of their songs.
1: No, but I remember Leah, and right yeah. before Aaliyah, I also remember Princess Diana.
0: That was huge that was a, that was for my mom, but same, it didn't really mean anything to me. Like, same, I knew who yeah. she was, and I knew, you know, that she was, like, this great woman and loved to do things in Africa and all that kind of stuff, but, like, it didn't. I know my mom was, like, she was really devastated when Princess Diana yeah. died, but it, it didn't mean anything to me. And
1: I think that was towards the end of the 90s, too. I want to say, like, 99. I was, like, yeah. towards the end as well. Um, and I remember Leah. I think yeah. that was high school. It was like oh one or two thousand. I think it was 8th like grade or ninth grade. For yeah, because I
0: was. I remember I was in Ghana mm-hmm. uh, that summer, so it was the summer between seventh and eighth grade for me. Okay, and that I was just like because Aaliyah's birthday is a day before mine.
1: Oh, I always forget that she's yeah. a Capricorn. That's right. And
0: like, I mean she was fair like not my age but like she was really young and yeah. i loved her music yep. and you know like that whole kind of thing and so that really messed me and up a with, and yeah. a plane crash and a plane crash like another accident mm-hmm. um and i remember when we were flying back to i was terrified like i did not want to get on the plane because you yeah. you're yeah. like you know play people think that plane plane crashes are not very common but like when you hear about them it kind of ripples like they that stays because with they're you. so uncommon right. yeah right yeah. right so i remember like that was the first time that i felt like i really had to deal with death but like not really because i didn't participate in any of mm-hmm. like the funerals or um i was too small to like go to like memorials or vigils for yeah for her um and then the first time that somebody pers- personally passed away where i could participate i remember one of my classmates in high school passed away Oh no! quite okay. suddenly she was she would she was ill for a while but we didn't know oh, damn. and okay. then um and i remember they had like a nice service for her at okay. school and they had like brief counselors come in and yep. we weren't Briefly. friends but i knew her yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: um and so like that was another thing where i was like well we're in high school high school people don't, don't die. die right yeah yeah,
1: yeah so like that isn't... was
0: another thing where
1: a little jarring very jarring like
0: sudden um and then like you know i mean throughout the years we've lost a number of people um but it what i think that i've had a very like removed um experience with loss and like not having to deal with anything intimately until the passing of my dad and i think my mom If I'm under, like, I don't, like, we... She's my mother's very religious, and so like she doesn't, she's not concerned about talking about death. She welcomes it. It's not a fear of hers. Okay, that whole kind of thing. Okay, and I guess I,
1: because of her faith, right? She knows there's something. I exactly, yeah. And I'm my mom's like, the same way.
0: You're insane. That we don't know. I want to be here for as long as possible. Uh, yeah, yeah. That whole kind of thing. Yeah. And I think because she knows that I'm very like she doesn't like to tell me when any of my family members are ill or okay. anything like that because she knows that I'm very sensitive to those kinds of things. Okay. So I think intentionally she's kind of kept me away from that but i don't think that that has helped me in the long run.
1: Okay. Okay. What um, about you
0: growing up like how how has death and loss affected you?
1: The the first time i've i felt um or like had a death in the family uh was my grandfather, my father's father passed in 97. Okay. So i was uh ten, 9. Um and i remember yeah, that was the first time someone very close to me had passed. I was still young at the time, and I I, I had never met my grandfather, or at oh, least, right. I mean, when I was a toddler. But right, 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 I remember right. right. That. Yeah. Um, so.
0: Was he in Kenya?
1: He was in Kenya, okay. yeah. And so I think that's what made it a little. I don't want to say weird, but that's the closest. Thing I can think of for me, because I knew that it was something that I was supposed to feel bad about mm-hmm, because it was my mm-hmm, grandfather, mm-hmm. but I never really had that relationship, so I didn't feel the same sense of loss right but i could I knew that it it still was very much a loss because I saw the fact that it had on my parents right and I, you know right. I saw um my father cry for the first time, I think was 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 hmm. that. And so I knew obviously that it was, it was a, you know, um, this a is big, a negative,
0: this yeah, impactful thing. Yeah, but I just context.
1: remember it feeling weird for me, like for the reason I just said it, just because I I didn't really have a relationship. Yeah, for sure. So it was, it was just, uh, you know, seeing your family all around you, or like people coming and people crying. And then it's just weird because you don't have that same. You know that that's how you should be feeling yeah, too. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, yeah. Did you
0: did you participate in any of
1: No, I didn't I didn't fly back um in my culture and I think this is true of, of most African cultures. Mm-hmm. Um the the eldest son has the most kind of responsibility sure. when it comes to uh affairs of the family mm-hmm. like lineage, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So Lamech, my older brother, he went Okay. back. And so did um, uh, my parents. Me and my sister stayed back. Okay, I'm pretty huh. sure. Did Lillian go? No, I don't think Lillian went. I think was, it was just Lamech. Was your yeah.
0: was this was your father's father? Yes. Was is your father the oldest?
1: He was the second okay. eldest. Um, he is now the eldest because his older brother passed mm-hmm. a few years ago. Um, but yeah, so and then. Interestingly enough, the the person who was watching me and my sister, my aunt Florence, mm-hmm. uh, was the next person very close to me that passed. Oh my! Okay. Um, and this that's my mom. Uh, I'm sorry, my father's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she passed, and that was 2000. And I remember that. I think that was the first time Where that was I like, wow. felt it because I knew her. Yeah, yeah. And she know, was in your life. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah all the time. Yeah. So that that I think for me was the first time I like really felt a death and felt affected by it. Um, and then um, another one of my relatives, uh, and I couldn't tell you the exact relation because you know it's all aunties Everybody's and like, uncles. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, Sebastian, my uncle Sebastian. He, unfortunately, was... He actually was murdered by... uh, And this was probably, like, 2000, 2001. uh, His roommate was, like, having, like, a psychotic episode or something. or Like, he was on some drugs or something. Yeah, it was pretty... It was terrible. Um, That also was shortly after my Aunt Florence uh, passing. Oh, my goodness. I'm Um, so sorry. Yeah, and and I think the circumstances of that is what made that one feel weird. Yeah, Yeah, and that was my first time even seeing a dead body like at his wake at the funeral oh, okay. i had never like, seen <laughs> I was no like, i didn't that no crimes. no i i wasn't but that was my first time, sure even seeing a dead person, yeah, so that's the, you know that was kind of a uh, a uh, a weird thing yeah. you know <laughs> i
0: i i and I kind of regret it, but I didn't go to like I didn't see my father okay okay um
1: was it an open Yeah. Cas- it was okay
0: yeah and everybody kept saying that like which was like he was in a car accident yeah you know, guys?
1: and those those aren't
0: why are we opening the casket yeah. but like yeah. that is i mean I, I i mean i i don't know if maybe if you've been you were in like a fire or something maybe they wouldn't do it but like it was like no we mm-hmm. have to have people see him, see him yeah. and um my brother went to go.
1: You went as well or no? No, we both were in Ghana, but I
0: did not go to his cat I didn't go to like, you know, when you can walk up and I no. Um Mm -hmm. and luckily they had the um where his body was placed was kind of like off to the side. It wasn't in the main area. Um so you you had to actively go there. And I tried several times but I I just couldn't do it. And my brother came back and was saying like how his face didn't look the same and he was kind of bloated and I was like, same with my uncle, yeah. I'm very happy that I didn't Didn't see see that. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and more recently, um, I think my first experience with death like as an adult or Mm -hmm. as an older adult, I'll Mm -hmm. say, um, was in twenty fifteen. I lost um, both my grandmothers that year. Oh, wow. And and my Aunt Karen. So that was a really tough year for my yeah. family because we had three, yeah, three deaths in the family in the span of a calendar year. Um, so I actually went back to Kenya twice that year, first in April uh, when my dad's mother passed, and then again in October when my mother's mom passed.
0: And we're, I mean, we're...
1: And I had I had relationships with the both two of, of them. them, so yeah. that that one definitely, you know, I felt that yeah. that definitely. Do you mind
0: me asking how old they were when when they passed?
1: Yeah, oh, I'm I. It's hard to even pin down a note. I'm sure they were both like in their... well into their 80s. Okay, yeah, they were they were older. Was
0: it was it so when when um in, in Kenya when elders die at like. Mm-hmm. 75 plus. Mm -hmm. Is that more of a jubilation, a celebration of their life, or is it still mourningful?
1: It's still mourningful, and I I think that that is um, a big part of our culture. Like, my uh, tribe is called Kisi. Mm -hmm. So there is a big period of, like, um, yeah, just mourning, Mm -hmm. where, like, the whole community will come um, to the to the house of the person that's passed with the mm-hmm. family and they'll come and you know people are crying mm-hmm. you know and so it—it it is there is a lot of um ceremony mm-hmm. to it to mm-hmm. the whole process of like death in my culture um but i think the one part that i've always enjoyed or that i, I guess maybe feels different than sometimes the way i've seen like death or funerals here in the states mm-hmm. is like the whole whole community. It's just not the, the family and it's friends. It's not just the family. The whole community basically comes and they more or less take up camp mm-hmm. like at this person's. Um, plot of land mm-hmm. to just be with the family. That's beautiful. And usually, yeah, for like a week, like people will stay. People, you know, they're not going to work. People, oh wow! Like people, everyone, the surrounding communities life more or less Stop. stops. That's, to wow. support you know. That's amazing. The, that person, um, and whoever the it is that's passed. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like they won't let. Um, they won't let you cook or do mm-hmm, anything. Mm-hmm, all of the, mm-hmm. you know the the. Mm-hmm. The community surrounding community definitely comes out to support, you know, yeah. in that way.
0: I I mean I think depending on not who you were, but like uh, it's a it's very similar in your culture. In the culture. like funerals are not exclusive to just friends and family yeah. like anybody can yeah. participate yeah, yeah, yeah. if you've ever known this person mm-hmm. if they've ever done anything mm-hmm. for you if you've seen them in the road like yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's definitely a situation where everybody is welcome but I the building up camp and just chilling for a week that's kind of that's amazing
1: yeah yeah and I remember um I was I, I remember some pictures I took from both mm-hmm. and and I think one thing I've always loved as was um the you're buried right on your land. it's mm-hmm. not like there's not like here where we have cemeteries mm-hmm. um so like my my grandmother was buried uh right next to my grandfather mm-hmm. um and literally right on the right as you're exiting like the veranda like the mm-hmm. porch. Like right, there's a tree there, and just right, right there. Do you have like tombstones
0: them. or anything, or no like a, tombstones? Something that but says, just,
1: I think everyone knows, knows that that's where wow. you know that that's where they're resting. And same with my grandmother. Um, she was buried right again, just right outside of 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 her house. And yeah, so I remember some of the pictures there. You just see the whole, so many people mm-hmm. just all right on 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 the property or on the land. So. I think, um, yeah, it's interesting seeing how, like, different cultures approach yeah. death and, and what their kind of relationships are with it. And I know you mentioned, um, like, your mother is is, is, a, is a very devout mm-hmm. woman. Very, very um, And I'm sure that informs her understanding or relationship to death. And same with my mother mm-hmm. and, and my father and my parents. How about yours personally? Like, what, what is your... Um, I mean, none of us know what happens. Yeah, but, but what is what's your belief? You I know, mean, I would love think? to
0: think that, like, I'm I'm going to live my life in accordance to the Lord, and okay. then when He calls me, I'll you know see Saint Peter and mm-hmm. those golden gates, and you know, okay. then I'll live in a, a utopia. Okay, once I'm gone.
1: Okay, I, so you believe in? The, I do. The I do believe like heaven and yeah. hell. Or... Uh, yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do.
1: Okay.
0: Uh do I want to meet heaven immediately? No. Not in any I'm, rush. I'm cool. Okay. You know, let me just live this out for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I think I mean, I'm I've I was raised um very religious. My family, I was raised Catholic, so like and mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school, so I'm like I definitely do believe in all of those things and
1: and they, well, I think if we're if if you mentioning Catholicism, they also have the notion of purgatory, yeah, which is like not heaven. Yeah, or like hell. if you,
0: I mean, I guess depending on the way that you lived your life, if mm-hmm. you were not, um,
1: if, if you're somewhere in the middle, right? Okay. And so, like, I
0: don't know if it's like a stint. You just chill there for a He's little bit, a bit? Yes. and then like 10 years they'll decide okay. where to take you. I, I, I
1: don't, I feel bad that I'm making this a joke. No, jokes, but it's, but it's just, I mean, or wondering. maybe you
0: stay there forever. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, I think purgatory is like, it's a temporary thing. Okay. Eventually you'll go to okay. either, either one of the Because I did other two options.
1: years at Catholic school and I remember that. Yeah, That's why I was, it's a thing. It's up. a okay. thing. Okay.
0: Um. So yeah, I would, I would love to believe. And in my heart of hearts, I believe that like, you know, all of my ancestors and people that I've loved, I will meet one day when, when it's my time. Okay. Um, But I'm scared. I don't want to die. I I have a, like (laughs) death has never meant anything like, and it's hard because like you go to church now and Mm -hmm. you know, they talk about, you know, Lord coming again to judge us. And it's, you know, if you, if you are a Christian and you live your life, um, you know, abiding by mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. rules you it should be something that you look humbly towards yeah uh, i'm not i'm not there yet yeah i'm not no, there I yet get on my walk. i get that i get that
1: i i think i also i grew up in a very religious family um but i think my views on death have definitely changed over time mm. um i think the tradition that has always resonated with me is I think I think the Buddhists have it figured out.
0: Well, because I I feel like I get them confused with other folks. Well, so just, what do they say? Is the, the, reincarnation? the reincarnation? Okay,
1: just the idea that, um, and that's something that resonates with me. I, I wouldn't call myself uh, uh religious, not at all. But I, I feel like I'm definitely spiritual. Mm-hmm. So that the the idea that that your spirit lives on and Mm. that's not unique to buddhism yeah yeah. that's that's Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. probably across a lot of different faiths and beliefs that resonates with me because i i I do believe this is just a vessel sure and i don't think that it's our 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 final form Mm -hmm. so i think the um at least from my understanding or of reincarnation is just the idea that um you you come back in different forms, and the way that you live your life out is what kind of determines hmm. whether you're getting closer to Nirvana or bliss, or getting you know moving up, mm-hmm. or if you're kind of you're coming back as a do. I don't know a grasshopper I don't know whatever because <laughs> yeah. it's not just that you come back as in as a human form. I think the way in their tradition you can even come back as an animal. Yeah. Um. So I think just the the idea of of life begetting more life and it being circular or cyclical. That I think is what's always made sense to me. Or, or, um, yeah, yeah, because, and I, the way I was envisioned is like, you, who knows if you've lived in the, you wouldn't know, I guess, right? If you've been here before. If you've been
0: here before, or, you know, if, if, yeah, if this is your, your, who knows if this is your second or third crack at it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm. Um, so that, I think that's one that's always resonated with me. I, I don't, I don't think I believe in the idea of like heaven and hell. No. No, not in the very like no, Ju- okay. Judeo-Christian perspective of it. No, that that hasn't resonated with me um as much. Um
0: Are you scared of dying? Is that something that you fear? You
1: know, it's interesting you asked that. I I didn't I don't think I really started thinking about my own mortality until the past like maybe 2 or 3 years. Mm. Why is that? I think it's uh, at least for me just getting um, older. Whoops. Yeah, I think that's just getting older and and I think at least for me there was a certain like <laughs> reckless abandon. I feel like I mm. lived my 20s okay. with Okay. <laughs> yeah. where just like you know you you and looking back on it now, like there's some moments where I'm like, I'm just happy I made it. I'm just happy I made out my twenties alive because some of the situations I was in, and doing the most, just yeah. So it's like <laughs> looking back on it, like I I, I definitely have a uh, uh, healthy respect, okay, um, for life. <laughs> um so no I think as what it was for me uh, there there was it was an interesting sequence of events that I think precipitated that for me was I believe this was 2018 there was a shooting um mm-hmm. of a gentleman in Crown Heights his name oh, I was I remember you telling Saheed me Saheed yeah. Versace mm-hmm. and you went to
0: like a a march or a protest Yeah
1: I did I did and well, I, I think why and, and unfortunately, he's in a long line of of yeah. black men and women, and and just people of color who've been, you know, struck down at the hands of the government or or police. And but I think what really hit me with Saheed was, I walk, I walk at least at the time from where I was living in Bedside. I walked past that corner every week when I was going to therapy. That's on my route to to Edna's office mm-hmm. from where I was living in Bedside. Walked past that corner every week so for me just the idea of you know of course police brutality happens but to see it right there in my neighborhood or like in a neighborhood that i that i frequent often i think really it hit home for me in a big Mm -hmm. way because i was like shit who knows that could have been me i walked past this corner every week i'm here so to come back the next week and see a vigil there it was it was was like super eerie yeah it was just it, it was very um like just that juxtaposition of it was yeah it was yeah so i think that that happened and then almost one year exactly um this is not going to last year's when Nipsey mm, was killed, mm-hmm. and that was right around the anniversary of saheed Vassell's death. Okay, and I remember the a session I had with Edna. I remember coming into her office after hearing the Nipsey thing, and I was I was angry, mm. and I, I was angry because I was thinking to myself, it seems like no matter what way you live your life. As a black man, like yeah,
0: this, this is kind of inevitable.
1: You are going, th- th- whether okay. you're living your life right and yeah. you're doing right and you're doing well by your community, yeah. like Nipsey was, um, or you, like there's just it seems like any way there's no <laughs> there's, there's no, no way, way out. out. Yeah. The only way out it seems to be violence and 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 I remember that's why I was I was actually I was really angry I was upset about Nipsey's um, passing hearing about the circumstances of it was just, just some petty shit. Yeah. It's like, so unnecessary. It's like, what? It like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's, this, this will is, be doing this. Yeah. yeah. Like that yeah. was, I was, I was legit upset. And I remember this one of the few times I think where I, 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 I felt um, the like Anna didn't understand something and it was, and I was frustrated because I don't think she was looking at it the same way I was. Um, cause she was kind of just pushing back or like making me think, uh, or kind of interrogate why I was feeling the way I was. Mm-hmm. And I think I was getting upset that she didn't see why I was upset. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause she was kind of like, oh, well, why, why do you feel, she was like, well, you know, why do you feel so strongly about yeah. this? You know, like what is it about it? And I think that's when it connected for me is I think the reason why I felt, so, um, affected by it, it was because I, it forced me to see my own mortality mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm, how quickly mm-hmm. that can be extinguished, right. you know, no matter how the fuck I'm moving, yeah. you know, whether I'm doing right or I'm doing right. like, it doesn't matter right? either way. It's, it, it's, you know, it could be whether it's the thing, police, yeah. whether it is, you know, fucking you know. someone down yep, the block, yep. it doesn't matter yeah. either way. Like my life couldn't be gone like that. Right. You know what I mean? So... I think that's what those two were on my mind um, when we heard about Kobe. Mm -hmm. It's like it seems like every year now, around or beginning of the year, there's this big of you know, death that Mm -hmm. like forces me to kind of just think about my own life and 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 you know, my legacy. Just shit I never thought I was thinking about my legacy at 25 Mm -hmm, or like mm -hmm. thinking about. How I'm living my life, you know what I mean. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm doing that a lot more because I feel like I'm I'm I, I'm having a better understanding of 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 death and yeah. like and and what it what it means, you know hmm. what I mean. So I think for me, the, yeah, the past couple of years is when I've really started giving any kind of thought to my own death or like yeah. my, you know, like what's my legacy gonna be? What do I want my legacy to be? And I think it's I think. The reality of death is what's kind of forced me to start thinking that way. Sure. And and making sure that I'm moving in ways that are going to build that legacy that I do want for myself. Right. You know what I mean? And and just making sure I'm doing what I have to do because again, what whether it's a helicopter crash, a police officer, shooting, like you never know yeah. when it's your time to go.
2: Yeah.
1: And you know we make we make. Uh, you know, we make so many plans and we we think so mm. much of our life five years, ten years down the line when, you know, you literally don't know if tomorrow's promise. You don't know. And that's that I read. A, I came across a tweet last week because um, that was that obviously it took over Twitter, yeah. the whole Kobe situation. And there was one, um I believe it was a young lady who wrote a tweet saying, like, you know, it, maybe there's like a glass of water he had. You know, before he that that he poured for himself before he left out the house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that glass of water is still on the counter,
2: mm. Mm.
1: and he's gone, and that it's still there. You know, maybe Vanessa passed it. You know, in the afternoon, and she remembered that he he poured that cup right. of water, and he's and he's not coming back. Like just you, you think of just how mundane those things are yeah. there's little things we do every day that we don't think anything of yeah that very well could be the last time we do any of those things yeah and we never think that way we never think that way and so re- hearing that person break it mm. down like that really really hit me when i read it like that you know like or maybe he, he, his, his char- he's his chart he's he, he uh, plugged in his headphones to charge mm-hmm. and they're still on the charger because mm-hmm. he thought he was going to come back and, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Just small stuff that we par- we think is inconsequential right. and it's like...
0: It could be the last time that you do that. It,
1: it's crazy when you think about it that way Fuck. and we never think of our Hell lives that way. And, and maybe, I'm not saying that we need to necessarily be thinking <laughs> every minute of our life will be yeah, our last, but it, puts but but it definitely in puts things in perspective. Yeah, you for know sure. What I, mean?
0: um, I remember, I think it, the news came out that he had gone to church before, oh,
1: okay, I didn't, Go. I didn't know that. Okay. And my, like,
0: my mother says that every day now. What's that? That she loves. At least he was like, oh,
1: okay, with okay the Lord. Yeah, and, um, and you know, my 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 mom. Every time it doesn't matter if we're going down the street <laughs> before she leaves the house, there's a prayer for yes. traveling mercy. Yes. And, and I always just thought of you know that wasn't annoyed. Sometimes I maybe I am annoyed, but you're flipping just, about yeah, it. Yeah, just flipping about mm-hmm. like all right, like we'll, we'll, because it doesn't matter where we're going. It could be somewhere we've been a million times. Mm-hmm. We she won't let us leave the house without having a prayer and mm-hmm. praying for it. And and I and I never it, the, that didn't click for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like until Sunday. Because We take that really? for granted, yeah. Just the child, the whole idea of traveling mercies, and just because oh, no. we take so many yeah. things for granted, yeah. we take so many just the just our movement mm-hmm. we think is just you know, because we're so routine, we do yeah. it every day, we get on the train. You never know, no, you never th- know. So, that, I think yeah. that really is when it clicked for me like, this is why you know, she prays for of these, course. you know, traveling mercies, of course. yeah. You know, no, that is
0: time. that's huge, huge. I mean, and I think it has a lot to do with my mother as well. Um, but like. Yeah, that's that's a much, I mean I don't think that we well no, every time I leave the house she, you know, wishes me or she like she'll, you know, say I hope the Lord is walking with you and all that kind of stuff. But like definitely when I'm traveling to far away places, it's yeah. like a heat it's like a whole it's thing. It's a thing,
1: yeah.
0: Um but yeah, no, it's so so important cuz like it, there are plenty of people who do not come back home. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is a reality. Yeah, and it happens every somebody. day for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Someone woke up. Yeah, and and there was a a a tweet, uh, Instagram post I saw at the end of last year, um, where she was kind of ringing, you know, w- wishes for the new year, mm-hmm. and so she had a candle for like different types of you know people, and she had a candle that she drew for people who this will be their last year, mm-hmm. you know you're not thinking that at the start of the new year that you won't close out the year I think I saw
0: another thing on um, Instagram about like you know they had their week planned.
2: Yeah, they yeah. were gonna play this game yeah, on Sunday. For sure.
0: Monday is school, yeah, or yeah, you know, yeah. like you, you know, Gianna, I'm thirteen. What are you like the seventh? Yeah, seventh, seventh, seventh eighth, eighth grade, grade maybe. Yeah, you know, you had your whole. You were planning mm-hmm. on what high school you wanted yep. to go to. She knew what yep. college she wanted yep. to play for. Yep. You know, like you have, we have all of these dreams and these goals and these things that we think about. And we can't wait to attain them. Um, and it's never going to cross. It never crosses your mind that you're not going to be able to do that.
1: You never account for that. You
0: never. Yeah.
1: you never. Not even not a, a lick.
0: And if you do, yeah. you're like, am I jinxing it? And yeah. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. fucking myself up. Yeah. Right. Why
1: am I thinking this way?
0: And like, and then you're, and then in 20 minutes you're gone.
1: Yeah. And, and I know as, as we've been talking, you know, we've mentioned, you know, a little bit earlier, a few memorable celebrity Mm -hmm. deaths you know in our in our lifespan you know um i'm curious why why do you think um we have such a close why are we so captivated like when celebrities pass like what what do you think is it about it that has us glued you know like i said i was glued to my tv you i've never met this man you know
0: i mean i think even though you weren't like a kobe fan like like you were saying you followed his career for at least 17 yeah, years yeah you know, you watched
1: games. Mm-hmm. What is so, Tuesdays? So and many when games. when, when Hundreds they play, of when games. they play,
0: when they play basketball? What oh, days? It, it?
1: It, Every day. Time okay, <laughs> yeah, it's not like football. It's just certain days a week. <laughs> but you
0: know, like that was that was a part of your childhood, yeah. and so you know whether you were a fan or you weren't a fan, you knew this man. Yeah. If you love this sport, mm-hmm. and that is a connection that you know you can't you can't separate yourself from, even though you've never met them. Mm-hmm. You know. um, Aaliyah was probably the first celebrity death that really impacted me, but I remember when Whitney Houston died. Yeah, like that was like Yeah. You, the world kind of stopped in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um and it was around this time, like you know, I yeah. think it was around the Grammys or yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, so
1: that's why I was I saw floating around the people saying the Grammys are cursed. <laughs> like something always happened. <laughs> something happens is always happening around, around, around that time.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, because it
1: was. It was right around.
0: And I think sometime. we I was with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. <sighs> was it something something was happening that we were together and then we found out that Whitney died and i think another reason why people are so captivated by celebrities is, that, is like there's a, a like a community that you build with other people who love this person yeah, like yeah. i mean like i said before i wasn't a huge kobe fan but like i can appreciate him as a as a as a person as mm-hmm. a man as a father and you know kind of seeing other people on my timeline Appreciate him, whether they were fans of his or, you know, just another black man is unfortunately not in this world anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of narrative, like you kind of you um you build a community with other people who are sharing in that loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I think that is a huge reason why a lot of people are kind of captivated or feel so connected. Uh, but you shared uh, an article from Teen Vogue that mm-hmm. kind of really touched on the topic mm-hmm. really really well. Um, and so I remember, what what's the doctor's name? I think it was Rachel O'Neill. Okay. Um, who is a clinical counselor in Ohio, mm-hmm. and she also is a therapist on Talkspace. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that feeling grief after a celebrity's death is common because we form personal attachments to celebrities.
1: Yeah, like you were just saying. Even mm-hmm. though we
0: don't actually know celebs in person, um, they still can they. St- they can still play important roles in our lives mm-hmm. and it's that's why i was saying like it was so interesting to me the amount of men that i knew who were not kobe fans but this still was Myself so impactful. included yeah. yeah like you don't <laughs> this person you didn't like this person no, when they were alive not at all. but like because they're so connected to something that is so important to you yeah you cannot like yeah. this passing could could not not mean something. No, to you. exactly. You know what I'm saying. Exactly.
1: No, and I really like the the the. There's a quote from that same article on Teen Vogue, um, and it speaks to what we're mentioning now. Celebrities can be a big part of our daily lives. They may provide us with laughs, comfort, entertainment, excitement, or a sense of escape. Mm-hmm. When a celeb we feel connected to passes away, it can feel like losing someone close to us. Because they may have been integral in some of our happiest or saddest moments. Yeah. Um. There can be a number of reasons to feel affected by the loss of celebrity. The most understandable of which is death is just sad. It, it's it fucking simple. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. And like, and <laughs> I said that so many times on on Sunday last Sunday to, to different people. Yeah. Just saying like this. I I said it a few times. Like this is fucking terrible. Yeah. Like this is just straight out. Yeah. Real Trash. shit. Even like, if if it
0: wasn't Kobe, if it wasn't Gianna, if it wasn't those those other seven people on that flight, if this if nine if I mean I guess it was like three families yeah whoever know, they whoever may they could have yeah. been if we found out that nine people got into a helicopter yeah, accident it been still been, and thirteen year olds were yeah, now no longer yeah, there and yeah. mothers and fathers were are yeah. are gone Blotted from their families out. like you would be like what's the entire fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, this is insane yeah um so yeah it's just it's like. It's devastating. The story is devastating. What happened to these families is devastating. And whether you were a fan, you ever watched a, b- a basketball game, like, this is unfortunate, and it's it's terribly, terribly sad. And you're entitled to feel your feelings. No, um,
1: for sure. And I, and I think um, one thing that I appreciated, um, or, you know, if there is a silver lining out of any of this, was um, I don't know if you watched um on TNT, they had, like, a it was Shaq, uh, Rick Fox, yeah. of, Dwayne Wade was there, EJ, the, the normal cast, uh-huh. Charles Barkley, and they did a special episode on Tuesday. Uh, it was, like, an hour-long episode, obviously commemorating his life, talking about their relationship to him and stories, you know, just chopping it up. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember when they got to Shaq, and, and for any of our listeners who maybe aren't familiar. I'm sure we all know Shaq. But um, the two of them were teammates for <laughs> yeah. a very long time on the Lakers. Um, and they had a falling out.
0: Right. I, 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 figured, I thought there was a part of the story where they no longer were like as close.
1: They again. weren't. And, and Shaq actually ended up more yeah. or less demanding a trade to get out of L.A.
0: Oh, for him to leave. To
1: leave L.A. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, because okay. they really were were bumping heads. Okay, And so it's been well chronicled just like the spat or mm-hmm. like the falling out that mm-hmm. the two of them had. Um and they they, you know, mended it in and, and, and kind of made amends. Yeah, later on. But but it was a very pivotal part in both of their respective careers, mm-hmm. that fissure that the two of them had. Oh wow, okay. Because um, speaking of it just like in the storyline of the NBA, that that ended that short run the Lakers had where they had won three in a row oh wow okay okay oh that's what he was like they could have
0: won 10 or something yeah if if they
1: had if they had you know kind of found a way to make it make it it work yeah um so so, uh, i say that all to say that that of all the people who are up there or if there's anyone uh who would have a very intimate relationship with him it's definitely Shaq, Mm -hmm. and he just completely broke down. Course, he was yeah. crying. He was sobbing, and and, and that's so um, antithetical to like who Shaq portrayed. Yeah. You know, yeah. carries himself to yeah. be. You know, he's super. That's his nickname yeah. was Superman. Big Diesel. You know, tough guy. Right. He's seven one, Jesus. probably like <laughs> three hundred some odd pounds. He's yeah. a he's a giant. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah.
1: to see him, you know, a man of his stature. A black man Mm -hmm. on national television openly crying crying and and being emotional and 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 everyone around him affording him that space. Yeah, it was it was it was still obviously very somber. But for me, it was very beautiful to see that play out on TV. And 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 I think one thing that stuck with me from from what he said was, again, he would know this more than anyone else is like. Him realizing how trivial some of the shit that they had gone, yeah, it like, like what, what, what was it worth it? You know, now seeing, you know, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty, a and, but like seeing the way things played out, I'm, I'm sure that would have made you feel like you would have moved a little different right. or not made some of the decisions right. that you made or said some of the things that you said um so i think that that also was something i walked away with was and especially and i thought of myself as a fan too i also was thinking like yo all the hate i had for this man <laughs> it
0: wasn't what didn't mean anything for, yeah. for a
1: good 15 a good half of my literal life <laughs> yeah just <laughs> despising this man's entire be- what was that f- right, worth right when now right. you know uh, unfortunately when his life was was taken away so young I I would have yeah, like yeah. come on. Well the, in the grand scheme of things. What does this is really what mean? did what did that mean? Yeah. Me carrying all this li- literal hate in my heart. Yeah.
0: For what? Right.
1: You know, and it wasn't it wasn't until he was later in his career that I had a very different um appreciation for sure, him. Sure,
2: sure.
1: Particularly there's a there's a story and and it's been shared um a bit uh, you know, in his passing um at the Olympics and in, in I, th- I believe it was the 08 Olympics. Where it was a trainer who told this story mm-hmm. um came into the gym and I think it was like three or four in the morning, and Kobe's just in there by himself, just putting up shots and not mind you, this is at, towards the tail end of his sure. career um so for for someone to have that level of work ethic like i think once i once I started hearing about Kobe's work ethic and who he was like as a man, mm-hmm. my opinion of him like changed. Right. I still didn't really care for him as a player, <laughs> but like as a man, I had a tremendous amount of respect for Absolutely. him. And Absolutely. And especially hearing, you know, how devoted he was to his to his to his family, to his, his, to his, family, to his craft, yeah. to to the game of basketball. Right, right. And that's why I think, in some weird way, it's been it was interesting for me that my sister was the person to sh- break the news because. My sister, growing up, she never understood like why me and my brother were so it's like a- like <laughs> it's you know that was one of her lines. It's just a game, yeah. And and you'll hear people say that mm-hmm. you know whether mm-hmm. it's women or whether it's some you know guys who yeah. don't care for sports. Like yeah. what what's the big deal? Right. And meanwhile, for us fanatics, we're like the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is not just a game. Like what are you saying? Right? Because um, it's 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 so much more than that. For sure. And I think and I think obviously the. Um, collective grief we've all been having is a testament to mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. yes that that's the vehicle by which we knew him was the game of basketball but he was so much bigger than basketball Absolutely. you know what I mean yeah
0: and you had mentioned um, Shaq kind of emoting publicly for yeah. the world to see yeah um, I think that that night there was a game I don't know any of the teams oh and
1: there was games on Sunday yeah. last that's Sunday what I'm talking in, the, about, like, in the evening and that day. um uh, and everyone was a wreck. A mess. sobbing, crying. And I mean,
0: I, I, like, I know so many people, like, I'm I'm surprised that there are people are playing basketball, too. like, now. I was, too. But especially that day to, like, you know, ask these men who maybe have or have don't have personal feelings uh, or relationships with Kobe, but they know him intimately. Oh, it's as, very much
1: a fraternity. As, NBA you know, yeah. as
0: athletes yeah. in this sport. Yeah. And to ask them to, like... Parti like I don't, I like just watching all of them on, you know, the bench, just like, so- like, sobbing. Yeah, yeah, uncontrollably. Um, was like, so people besides themselves, painful. Yeah. But like also, like you were saying, kind of, it was really beautiful for like these men to feel so comfortable emoting Mm -hmm. and kind of showing the love and adoration that they had for this person, Mm -hmm. um, whether they knew them personally or not Mm -hmm. um, that it was just like, it was as a, as a black woman, it was very, um, it did rocked me a yeah. little bit like yeah, that and I, was, and I heard
1: other women say that that the was same. A, that they've was, never seen heard women say they would never seen black men cry so much not just like sing, that not like that <laughs> yeah not
0: no like yeah. I mean you get a thug tear every once <laughs> yeah. in a while but like it was like no yeah. these these babies are hurting no and it's absolutely like, you, you can know see it. I just I and I think I'm, and I'm curious because I know that you participated in kind of like a community mm-hmm. uh, a, a men's group mm-hmm. therapy session mm-hmm. kind of can you share I mean you know, of course, of course, what you're comfortable with, but like, yeah. what? How was that? You know, has it helped you kind of grapple with some of your feelings?
1: Mm-hmm. And um, and the event you're uh, talking about uh, that I went to was called um, the Lives of Men, and that's a platform created by uh, a gentleman named Jason Rosario. Um, and he's pretty, he's a big figure, uh, especially in, in New York, I would say, like in the men's wellness, men's okay. mental health space. Um, and he's actually an executive producer and host of a series on Yahoo News called Dear Men, mm. where basically what his whole brand is, is kind of breaking down um, toxic masculinity and just trying to envision a different reality for us as men. Okay. Like just something men different. Men in general
0: or black men specifically. Men in general,
1: but especially men of color and and, and black men. Okay. Yeah. He's he's um um Afro Latino himself. Okay. Um so yeah he put together a, a group therapy session that was on Thursday um that was all focused on processing the life and loss of Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of been in my periphery for probably about a year now. Like I've been following him on Instagram for a while, always been meaning to kind of go and catch one of his events. Okay. Um, But I just, for whatever reason, I hadn't been able to um, yet until I went to this event. And it was very, it was very cathartic, um, to be in that space and there was some women there, but it was almost predominantly almost entirely men. Okay. And, um, there was a, he kind of just had an open floor, um, where everyone or whoever wanted to anyhow could talk about, you know, their memories of Kobe, how they were dealing with it, how they were processing his loss, And, at least for me, I have never been in a space like that mm. to see that many men all being very vulnerable. You know, and we were just, just, just talking, talking about, about vulnerability it, yeah. the, the past two weeks, so it, it that that was very eye opening for mm. me. And, I, and I'm happy, uh, you know. Shout out to him for having the wherewithal to kind of put that together, because mm-hmm. um, even he was saying he was having some doubts about whether or not to do it he didn't know if it felt like it was right to do it so soon got it okay maybe maybe people needed more time, time to process to, Right. 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 but i think walking out of it and even kind of like his closing remarks he was happy that he did do it yeah just from everything that came out from the conversations we had in this space
0: how many people were there
1: i would say was probably about uh probably about 40 to 50 wow uh yeah probably like 40 people and he had a, a small panel of, of uh of other men as well and and one of the guys who sat on there was an actual uh licensed therapist oh,
0: okay good so okay.
1: yeah, so he had you know he had all the the right people in the space in the space to help kind of steer and navigate the conversation yeah. and, and maybe help answer some tough questions sure. that the people were having um so yeah it was it was a great exchange in the room, and i think I think for all of us who attended um I think it it hel- definitely helped um. Reaffirm I think what we were all feeling mm-hmm. and 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 kind of uh know that it was okay to be feeling all yeah. the you know all the feelings we were having
0: I know like I think that some people and i I mean I don't know if this is in, in this particular instance because mm-hmm. I think with how tragic you know the incident was, there's like no I don't know anybody who wasn't shaken by this, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of times when people when celebrities. Particularly celebrities, past um whether it's like of older age mm. or you know what happened, like maybe something not so traumatic. Yeah, people kind of do feel a little ridiculous when they like like are personally affected mm-hmm. by that loss.
1: And you know, I used to, to to be completely honest. You know, I'll I'll call myself out. I feel like I used to be one of those people who was very flippant,
2: really, or like
1: like I would always be like, "Well, damn, like y'all really cared about this motherfucker, <laughs> like." Yeah, like like, when, like, uh, you know, like, you mentioned Whitney, uh-huh. you mentioned, you know, like, if you think about, like, Michael, uh, oh my Michael God. Jackson, yeah, I know it's was yeah, a big one for yeah. a lot of people. And and it's not that I was, I, uh, at least I hope I wasn't being this way. It's not that I was trying to, like, trivialize this person's death. But I think, for me, I never really got why people, like, got so, mm-hmm. until this. Mm-hmm. Until this, the Kobe thing, I was like, okay, I get it. yeah, You know, because cause I think we, uh, as we've spoken to, we all have different relationships and attachments to celebrities, musicians, athletes, percent. and I think this was the one for me where I was like, okay, I see now why people, you know, are so yeah. moved or affected by it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, I, I, because I think I've been affected by so many people who have passed. Like, I, I definitely not a place for me to pass judgment, but I can definitely understand people are like, well, you never even.
2: You yeah. never meet yeah name. you don't know her yeah. like yeah. this is not
0: somebody that you personally know but
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it's interesting it, you know the, but that's how a lot of people learn when things af- finally affect them in a very personal way where you can understand mm-hmm. where other people are coming from
2: mm-hmm. um
0: and the fact that you were able to build community with people who are kind of feeling the same things that you were feeling i think is so beautiful yeah that's really was, really special it was,
1: it was nice and um and I remember I'd invited uh, a few people I'd, I'd shared it with, mm-hmm. um, and I remember I'd I, I I shared it with my brother because he's a huge Lakers fan and okay. he was, Kobe was his favorite player yeah. by far. Um, so I I would like to think, or I'm sure, it affected him, mm-hmm. you know, even more intimately than maybe even me. You know, because, um, you know, like, my favorite basketball player was was always Dirk Nowitzki. And I can only imagine. Oh, really? How. Yeah. I'm okay. a huge. Oh, I'm surprised you no, know. No, I know that
0: you like the Mavericks, but I didn't know that him specifically. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. For okay. sure. For sure. Um, So I can only imagine, God forbid, if he passed, yeah. I would be a wreck. Yeah. I would be a, a little a wreck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, it was, I was like, damn, I wonder how my brother's taken mm-hmm. cuz He was a huge, like, you know. And I invited him out, and he was like, and I remember he texted me back. He's like, "Oh, like, oh, are people really that like, you know?" And I and I let him know. I I texted him back. I was like, you know, uh, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Not everyone necessarily. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like in tatters, mm-hmm. and you know. But I still think it's nice for us to have this space because it's not often that we get that, yeah, you know, as men, sure. as black men, mm-hmm. to to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, I know it might seem. You know, like you were saying earlier, it might seem a little ridiculous from the outside looking in, but w- I think it's good to have these kind of spaces yeah. and, and opportunities. And, and hopefully now this sparks more of these mm-hmm. and where we're mm-hmm. able to do this, not just in a moment of great tragedy right. or great loss. But
0: just because we know we need this
2: space.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and one resource that you came across that I thought would be uh, nice to share with the folks is is just, you know, because I think that's what a lot of people or have been grappling with this like all right well like like, how do we move on from Mm -hmm. this you know collectively and i think you found this from an article that was talking about ways different ways to cope Mm -hmm. when it comes to um i think this was specifically geared towards celebrity death but i think this just applies to death in general or loss um so if you don't mind i figure we could probably just share a few of them um it, it starts off with saying revisit their old work um, it's important to give yourself space to feel it. Um, part of that might include watching an old movie that the celebrity might have starred in, or replaying an album, um, or like in the case of Kobe, you know, I'm I know I'm definitely going to be pulling <laughs> on some some classic games, yeah. you know, and 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 kind of remembering him that way. Yeah. Um. So I think that was a, a good uh reminder, and even for. Our personal lives for the people who are close to us. There's there's ways that we can, you know, memorialize them and and
2: yeah. and,
1: and rethink you know revisit good times. That or good memories that we've had with yeah them.
0: a friend of mine actually I think in the wake of the Kobe passing mm-hmm. um her father had passed away and she said that she oh, realized like this, no 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 oh, he had passed away this, no, okay. no 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 okay no. Uh, he had passed away um I, I think a few years ago but okay. she had posted something to the effect of like and she posted a picture of her dad and was like I realize I only post you on your birthday and the day that you've that you left us mm-hmm. and I want to I want to change that mm-hmm. I want to celebrate you more mm-hmm. and I. I used to post my father on his birthday and the day that I lost him. And I, I, for the last couple of years, I haven't done that just because I just feel like those are not the only times that I want to think about him or I want the world, like
2: the people that follow me to think about him.
0: And when she, when I didn't, I don't know that I always had the, figured out how I wanted to do it. I didn't want to post them like every week or every month, but like, I think, you know, just ign- like celebrating who they are, sharing mm-hmm. sharing that with the world, um, whether they happen to be a celebrity, a singer that you love or a basketball player that you admire. Mm-hmm. But I think it is important to kind of, to help you um, grapple with their losses, to continue to remember them. And I, the one thing that I love um, in all of us celebrating Kobe is like, the his funnier side or like his yeah. more personal side, like yeah. these are things that I, yeah, yeah. a lot of, I think a lot of people did weren't familiar with. Yeah. And so it's been really nice to kind of see him outside of this basketball yeah, player. And so, mm-hmm. um, definitely continue to like revisit, you know, whether it's your a personal, somebody personal to your life or somebody that you admire, just continue to like revisit them and, and who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, and I think you did this in a really great way is connect with others who are grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, If you keep the feelings of sadness and grief inside of you, you will feel sick. Mm -hmm. Talking about it or writing about it forces you to think about what you are feeling and helps you understand and accept that it is okay to feel upset. It is is a natural occurrence when you experience loss. Having support group is the most important thing when coping with loss. And Mm so you kind of you did that head on. And I think that that's so great. And hopefully you made relationships with people that Mm -hmm. like if you you know are in a really bad space maybe you can kind of tap them mm-hmm. you know moving forward so mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool
1: mm-hmm. and um yeah and i and i also did that as well um you know i feel like in all in all of my group chats you mm-hmm. know all the different ones i mm-hmm. have there was definitely you know a lot of you know i love yous i miss yeah. yous you know oh, like that yeah. you know just like reminding each other that like i'm
0: here yeah and, yeah, yeah, that, yeah yeah that i got you yeah, you know what i mean
1: yeah 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 um, another suggestion that they have or another thing that they recommended to cope, um, is to try journaling. And I thought it was interesting because the, the gentleman, the therapist who was at the group therapy session I went to also mentioned it. Nice. And I think I've discounted journaling, uh, cause it, a lot of therapists or people in psychotherapy mention it okay. as a really powerful way. Um, and they, um, the author of this piece suggests using techniques like journaling, mindfulness or meditation um you know there's plenty of apps out there and basically what these all these different things do is provide like a way to release some of those emotions and thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings if you don't really if you don't have someone there maybe to speak to right away pen and paper is, is, is yeah, undefeated yeah let it <laughs> yeah let it out absolutely let it out because i know even the few the the few times that i have done like i know i was doing like a gratitude journal for a while mm-hmm. and i'm trying to bring that back you definitely feel the, you know that release when you're getting that stuff out um so for for folks out there um that might be something uh worth trying out too
0: for sure Mm -hmm. um and then one that i think is like so important is allow yourself to grieve whether or not you know someone who has died loss can still affect you that's why all the experts um and this was from a teen Vogue Mm -hmm. um article um all the experts that they spoke to Uh, said that you should give yourself space to feel whatever emotions come up. Do not allow other people to tell you what to feel or what not to feel. Honor your feelings and your experience. Trust that healing comes with time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that is so many, especially when it's somebody that maybe you don't know intimately, it's like, this is ridiculous. I'm being ridiculous. It's not that, I mean, it's sad, but like, I shouldn't feel this connected to this thing and it's yeah. like it's okay it's allow all right. yourself to mm-hmm. feel those things and mm-hmm. you know eventually just like you know even when you lose somebody very intimate, um, intimate to you, you know, eventually a time will come where it will get easier and easier to think about that person, or easier mm-hmm. and easier to reconcile the fact that they're not here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to allow yourself to kind of feel those things because I think if you don't, it, you're never going to be able to be released from the pain. Yeah, of that yeah. Loss. If you're always
1: kind of like suppressing it or, yeah. or keeping it, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, and I I really love that one uh bit there where it says do not allow other people to tell you what to feel or what not to feel mm-hmm. and and the reason why i wanted to kind of bubble that back up is like like i had mentioned in the beginning um of of this episode obviously the you know people have a different understanding or relationship to kobe or mm-hmm. understanding his legacy mm-hmm. you know and again particularly when we talk about um, the the sexual assault case. Oh yeah, you know, for for survivors or people who um have been victims of sexual assault or rape or anything even remotely close mm-hmm. to that, um, I imagine this was probably triggered or what could have been sure. a very you know kind of uh conflicting thing for them because they're seeing this person being celebrated and and
0: it's like a don't forget yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and and yeah. and i and i saw saw i saw that play out in different ways on twitter um but i think that it's uh, and again, that's why I like that that um, the therapist mentioned that because for those people who might have conflicted feelings about Kobe or about whoever, mm-hmm. whether it's a relative or any person in your life, it's okay to have those conflicting right. feelings. Right. You don't you're, have to feel valid. only one thing.
0: Right. Yeah. You can
1: you can feel sad and and still feel upset.
0: Yeah.
2: Or still yep. feel
1: you you're allowed to experience the full range of emotions mm-hmm. and and it's all okay for sure. Yeah. And lastly, um, what they had on there was try to learn from this experience. The more we feel, the more we grow, however painful. Um, that's why Gandotra, I think that's one of the people who mm-hmm. um, earlier banders, in the yeah. article, um, and we'll share this out as, as we always do, says you should use your grief over celebrity um, to prepare you for grief you might feel down the road that this might even lead you to make changes in your life. And again, it doesn't have to be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. It could be anyone Anybody. in your life. And I think that's what a, a lot of us have been doing collectively over the course of the past week is definitely um, thinking of ways that we can change our, you know, maybe yeah. move a little different. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that he was... Infamous for his Mamba mentality, mm-hmm. you know, so that that could be a way that we, you know, carry on his memory, his legacy, right. is, is 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 having that same tenacity to whatever our. Um, our scope of work or, or our passions, whatever yeah. that is approaching that same, you know, energy that could be a way to kind of commemorate his mm-hmm. life, and and I'm sure there's parallels like that we could make for all Anybody. the people yeah. who we lose in our sure. lives,
2: and sure. and
1: and ways that we can, you know, keep their memory alive. Um without it necessarily being on their birthday or being the the day day that that we lost them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For
0: sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, I thought that was a really great list. And the article itself was really helpful. Um, And I think a lot of times, fortunately, especially for younger people, you would hope that maybe their first uh, grapple with death is typically maybe a celebrity or somebody that they mm-hmm. idolize in that way. And I thought that that was interesting about um, utilizing this as an opportunity for you to prepare yourself or to kind of identify what with what this pain feels like. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that w- is destined is that we're all not going to be here one day. And so kind yeah. of utilizing this time to kind of address – like. Like I said, grapple with what loss looks like and and how it feels, um, because uh, you know unfortunately we're we're all gonna experience this on a personal level.
2: Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
0: and
1: it's it's the one uh, one reality we all have to face. A guarantee. Death and taxes. That's what as they, they say. say. And you can't <laughs> yeah. escape either. Of them. Nope. You know. <laughs> nope.
0: Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah
1: so. Um. So I was gonna ask what you were gonna leave the good people with, but I, I think it might be was. You know, feel free if you had anything else.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think this uh, death is a, it's a funny thing for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm 32 years old, and I still don't have a good handle on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think that this is something that ever becomes easy for anybody. No. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is. I love the allow yourself to grieve. I think that there's no timeline that you can follow. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be fine in a week or a month. It's Mm -hmm. like you, you're, if you loved, you know, somebody that you lost, You're going to think about that person all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's all okay. And, I mean, we talked a lot about grace and space in season one, and I'm bringing it back for season two. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when it comes to the loss of a loved one or somebody that you admire and you look up to, you have to give yourself that grace and that space to kind of cope with what it means for them to not be here anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I think early in that article when they talked about, like, the this person was a part of like entertaining you and helping you to escape the world. Yeah, So and many memories, all of yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. Like you're not going to wake up the next day and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. On to the next. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if, and if that is something that you're able to do, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But I do want us to pay attention to the rumblings of that sadness, that that empathy that you may feel for, you know, the family members who have to to really grapple with the loss of these loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, just just allow those things. Don't keep them. Um, under the surface, allow them to 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 bubble up and and really feel them fully, mm-hmm. um, because I think that's the only way that you can you know not move on from from these feelings, but at least kind of get to a place where you're okay with the loss that is no longer there. Mm-hmm. um It took a long time for me to get over my dad, and there are plenty of times where like I, especially when I'm like on the train and I see like. A father-daughter mm. situation where i that not, you know, I don't care about crying anywhere. <laughs> I would just be like, Lord, yep, you know, yep, like, yep. or when I watch like wedding shows and mm-hmm. you see like the father-daughter dance or like the father walking, the daughter down the aisle. There are times where it's like, shit, like I don't think I'm never gonna, I'm have, gonna that, have that. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I'll cry mm-hmm. and and then I'll and then that we're on to the next, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that it's so important to allow yourself to feel that that shit because it's real yeah. and you you're entitled
1: no absolutely so. absolutely i think what i would want to challenge our listeners to do you know kind of uh moving out of this uh this loss that we all felt like as a culture you know and as a society is definitely to um interrogate and think about your relationships with the people around you mm. and, and think about ways that, that you can yes. make them stronger yes. and this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to uh, open any doors that were that already closed right but for for the relationships that you do still have and you, that you are still trying to maintain, just, you know, think about them and think about those people and think about ways that you can make those connections stronger and Absolutely. those make those bonds stronger. Absolutely. Cause I think one thing that that hit me the most about Kobe's death was it is it's almost this weird thing. You almost you almost think of these people, these icons of almost being larger than death They're mm-hmm. larger than life. Mm-hmm. So why mm-hmm. couldn't they're also larger than death in that way? Mm-hmm. And so for me it was just to think that the The life that he lived, the things that he accomplished, the lives that he touched, the millions of dollars that he made, you know, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: and all of that still was blotted out. Mm-hmm. You know, he still mm-hmm. lost mm-hmm. his life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so if someone of his stature, you know, can have it all gone in a minute like yeah. that, like it, it, I think for me, it, it hit home like the o- the only thing that really matters is is the people you have around you and your relationship to them absolutely you know what it doesn't matter how many millions of dollars you have in the bank or uh you you know all of us end up six feet under or Mm -hmm. what however we end out yeah you know that that's the great equalizer right you know what i mean so it's really much more about what you're doing in the middle you know
0: and those the the people that you love yeah
1: because those are two things you don't get to choose you you didn't Choose to be born, and you
0: don't.
2: You don't, <laughs> you don't
1: choose get, when you die. Right, you know you don't right. know when it's coming. Right, so right. all that's left is in the middle, yeah. and, and what and how you choose to spend that time, and yeah. and the relationships you you decide to uh, foster, and and I think uh, another thing too is just giving some thought to your legacy too, and mm-hmm. what that means to you. Mm-hmm. What do you want your legacy to be? Yeah, and 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 what and are you doing things today? to to make that happen. For sure. You know, whatever that vision you have of of your life and how you want to be remembered, when, you know, when your time has come, mm-hmm. I think we should be thinking about uh ways to move closer to that every day of our life.
0: Agreed. Yeah. That was good,
2: friend. Mhm.
1: And <sighs> I just want to read their names one more time. Yes. Um just, you know, our, you know, solemn thoughts and prayers to all the families that Absolutely. were affected and and again, um, the victims were it was John and Carrie Altabelli, um, along with their daughter, Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mauser, Kobe Bryant, and his daughter, Gianna Bryant, Ara Zobayan, and Sarah Chester, and her daughter, Peyton Chester. So definitely-
0: re- Please rest peacefully. Mm-hmm. Our condolences to their friends and their family, all Absolutely, their loved yeah. ones, mm-hmm. their teammates, their classmates, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um you guys will be surely missed, um, and we thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Work Bay. Um, like like Obi mentioned, this is kind of a loss for the culture. So definitely feel free to share with us um, any of your thoughts and your feelings yeah. on the passing of of Kobe Bryant and these eight other beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any coping. You know methods, things that help you kind of deal with loss. If you've lost any family members, if that's something that you guys want to share with us, you know that you can always email us at workbaypod at gmail dot com. Um, follow us on on Instagram at workbaypod, um, and we will, we'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, you guys, you know, take
1: care of yourselves for sure. Do whatever you need. Love to do on, so. it,
0: love on the people that you love mm-hmm. a little harder this week. Um, hold on to those loved ones a little tighter. You know, send those troubling mercies, all that stuff. Let's just keep each other close and love on each other as much as we can.
1: Yep. And we love all of you. Thank
0: you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Yes.
1: Guys. Until right. next week. Have a good week.
0: Bye, guys.
3: Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He had the opportunity to go to the NBA and play against the greatest players in the world. That doesn't get you going, I don't think, anything will. It's like a dream come true. I, I couldn't even dream of this when I was a kid, you know, there's just no way possible. It's just, you know, just a blessing from above. The joy of the game uh, comes from just being out there and just playing. The competitive side of me uh, feels like we can win every game that we play. What I've learned is to, to, to always keep going. Do you love the process? that gets you to that those boring agonizing moments if you love that then you know you found something that's really true to you you know if you do the work you work hard enough dreams come true those times when you get up early and you work hard those times when you stay up late and you work hard those times when you don't feel like working you're too tired you don't want to push yourself but you do it anyway that is actually the dream You're a fan of mine, you're a fan of winning. You're a fan of the Lakers. That's never going to change. Man, I gave my soul to this game, man. I, there's nothing more I could give. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play, and anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. It's not about my jerseys that are hanging up there for me. You know, it's about the jerseys that were hanging up there before. Growing up and watching all these great players play and uh, learning so much from them to now be a part of that wall, you know, means everything to me. you get older, you start to understand that really it's about the next generation that these championships do come and go. But the most important thing you can do is to pay everything that you learn forward to the next generation to come. And that's truly how you create something that lasts forever. I love storytelling. Imagine like winning an Oscar, how ridiculous that would be. And the Oscar goes to... Unfortunately for us athletes, we've been pigeonholed into thinking that we can only be one thing. I'm here to show people that we can do much more than that. Winning an Oscar, winning the Emmy, and the Annie, those are things that are showing other athletes that come after. Me. No, no. There's more to this thing. The discipline, the commitment, the team and community. How do I take those lessons and move those here? Having that sharp focus is something that I got from the game of basketball. You have to dance beautifully in the box that you are comfortable dancing in. My box was to be extremely ambitious within the sport of basketball. Your box is different than mine. Everybody has their own. It's your job to try to perfect it and make it as beautiful of a canvas as you can make it. And if you have done that, then you have lived a successful life. You have lived with mama mentality. And you know, being married uh, to my wife, Vanessa, uh, it's fun. I mean, I, we have a good time together. I love her tremendously, and, uh, but we're best friends too, That's a blessing. When we're raising our daughters, one of the things that we teach them is you just gotta try your best, and you just gotta give it your all, give it everything you have. As parents, you gotta lead by example, if you want your kids to do whatever it is they wanna accomplish in life, you gotta show them. I have four girls, mm-hmm. so my mission is to make sure women have opportunities. Our daughters will grow up understanding that they can be strong, they can be independent, they can be fierce. I just love spending time with my family and just, you know, just being a husband, being a father, being a goofball, just just having a good time with my kids. A die-hard Laker fan, and to spend 20 years here—I mean, you can't—you can't write something better than this. You got 19 or 20 years playing with the Lakers. Yeah, 19, 19 or 20, at least. Mm-hmm. appreciate all this—you know—the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. I think the most important part is that we all stayed together throughout. You guys will always be in my heart. Thank you, thank you, from the bottom of my heart. I, I love you guys. What can I say? Mamba out.